Hello, everyone. Welcome to the CMAX podcast. My name is Brenda Lee. I am here today with Clarissa McCallum. Hello, Clarissa. Hello, Brenda. Today, we're excited to talk about August proofs with Mike West. Mike was on one of our first podcasts ever last April, and he's back today to talk about August proofs, what changed, and maybe more importantly, what didn't even change. As many of you know, Mike's worked in product support as a SIRE analyst and is now a product development specialist, which means he sees everything from the early genomic numbers to our bulls here at CMEX and Daughters on Farm. Hey, Mike, how are you? Morning, Brenda. Good morning, Clarissa. Thanks for having me back. So, Mike, why don't you give us uh, your thoughts on what happened overall in the industry on Tuesday? Well, I think, you know, uh, any proof round is an exciting day for our industry, Brenda. It's um, it's the culmination of a lot of work and time and effort that it goes into developing our genetic lines. And even though we get new gene- genomics and genetics every Tuesday, Uh, Still, that three times a year is a pretty special day, which uh, really solidifies a lot of decisions that have been made over the course of the year. But uh, for August of 2023, it was it was a good proof round in the sense that it was a very stable proof round. I think Um, a lot of the bloodlines remain consistent, added more daughter numbers to their proofs. And uh, for for CMEX, you know, our heavy hitters, um, that's exactly what they did. They added they added more daughter numbers to their proofs. They. added that reliability that I think our customers would would greatly appreciate. And the snowball effect of that is those those top bulls that are sires of sons or or we see them on the maternal side of the pedigree as well. Um, we see that influence of them when they went up and added reliability. We see that uh, that effect on their their progeny down the line um, and improving them and strengthening their not only their genomic numbers, but also the reliability and confidence that I think our customers can can be uh, satisfied with. So Overall, a very stable round, and um, like I said, those those bloodlines remain strong and um, proved out to be uh, greater successes for us over previous proof rounds. It will get into it in a minute, but just overall, bulls that went up, bulls that went down. Any you want to off the top of your head? Yeah, I think uh, I mean there was a few bulls, you know, from a, a, a young group of bulls that probably went up and went down um, across the industry, and the and the great thing about the wave. You know, for our product development lines is the the variety of mating sires that we use and the investment in females as well as working with uh, with breeders across the globe with different bloodlines we're able to weather those storms quite a bit easier with the ups and downs but you know there really there certainly wasn't any great uh, impact of bulls going down and on the same side there wasn't a huge impact of bulls going up but we did have our proven lineup we saw the successes, and I'm sure you're going to ask me about these bulls, bulls like Einstein and High Jump and Zasparilla that that all climbed uh, climbed the charts. And and from the impact of that, as we see that again in their their the next generation of bulls that has them in their pedigree, that we see them move up. So um, overall, with the bulls going up, I think uh, for CMEX we were on the plus side, and and we see ourselves in a in a strong position of of top ranking uh, bulls in the industry as well. You made a good guess. I am going to ask you about Zasparilla. If you want to talk about him a little bit, his pedigree, what pushed him to the top of the proven TPI list? Yeah, so Zasparilla, he's an interesting bull, Clarissa. It's it's um, it's from our great friends at Clinook, who we've worked with for for many many years. Uh, over the years, they've been a, a great supplier of top genetics um, on the LPI and TPI side of things. So. Uh, it's a great herd, great people. So it's great to see that this bull come through. 
And what's interesting about Zasparilla is he is sired by one of their bulls that they bred, Claynook Casper, who was a hang time from a Bombero cow that uh, was a ca another cow family that they, they worked with a lot of. Um, so on the maternal side, it's a family that they're working with a lot today, but it's it's really neat to see that these two cow families that Claynook merged together into a bull that's a top ranked TPI proven bull. So they're really excited about him as well. And talking with uh, with Dennis and the team, they're excited to see him come through um, and to have that those two pedigrees merged together. It's extremely impressive. Um, Zasparilla himself is, uh, like I said, he's sired by Casper. His dam was a Duke, um, a Duke cat cow that they bought from Morning View. Um, was an extremely high production cow. Um, she produced uh, just over 13,000 kilos in her first 305 days of production. Um, unfortunately, they lost her and she never got to calve again. Uh, she did milk for a long time in that first lactation, so she did produce uh, a little over 27,000 kilos in the first um, in in that lactation. But unfortunately, they did lose her, um, and she wasn't able to to continue on. But behind the Duke is an excellent Yoder, and then an excellent Uno, very good Super, and then it goes back, of course, to the excellent 95 uh, Rudolph Sipgau that we see in so many pedigrees of our industry. Uh, focusing more again on on Duke Zip, the dam of of Zasparilla. She herself has 21 daughters in production, and they're averaging just over 30,000 pounds of milk, uh, so it's just short of 15,000 kilograms. So an extremely impressive production cow family. Um, the milk seems to come through continually. Um, today, we have more descendants of this, this pedigree coming through and uh, they are the result of daughters and granddaughters from, uh, from Duke Zip that are now entering our program. We've got top bulls in our genomic lineup that will be released later in 2023 and early 2024 that uh, that go back to the same cow family. So for CMEX and and for the breeders of Claynock to have Zasparilla come out like he did and um and you know add that uh, that reliability and and uh, confidence in people recognizing that name and then to see the young bulls come out later on it's I think it adds great confidence in in this bull and and what he can do. For sure. And um who would you say should be using Zasparilla? Well, Zasparilla, he's a great bull for, for anybody that's looking for, for profitability. I think um, he's a bull of high milk. He's got great components. Of the bulls in the top uh, top 10 TPI, he has the highest utter rating, utter composite rating at 2.78. Um, so it puts him into an elite category that way. You know, when we look at Zasparilla and what he did, this time his his utter scores, you know, four utter attachment at 3.21, rear utter attachment height, 384, rear utter width, 4.62. Those are exceptional utter scores. And I think everybody in our breed or in our industry appreciates great udders. So when you say who should use them, I think it's those people that are looking for long lasting, profitable cows. And, and we know great udders can do that with with still over 1600 pounds of milk in his in his proof and positive on his fat and positive on his protein. Uh, percentages. You know, this is a bull that fits for a lot of those markets. And then when you put in the 195 combined fat and protein, um, you know, it's a well-rounded bull. And when you ask, you know, how did he get to the top of the TPI rankings to land at number nine on the proven TPI list? It's it's all of those traits, that that production, the fat and protein percents, the the combined fat and protein and great utter scores uh, land him in that uh, that top uh, top position at number nine. And Mike, just to not to put you on the spot here, but we've got you mentioned sons, and that's one of our strengths is that we've got sons of these bulls, you know, that are available now and ready to go. And one of them that we talked about, 
you know, internally was a bull named Rostak from Seamers. Yes. And um, he's pretty high at like 3060 GTPI. What do you what do you seeing or who should be using him? And then, you know, there's five other sons over 3000 GTPI. So they're immunity plus they're A2A2. Thoughts on the next generation? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that bull like Rostak. I mean, he obviously stands out when you look at his Asperilla sons. And um, and, and we do have a good group of Asperilla sons uh, available today. Um, and Rostak climbs to the top along with a few of those others. But when you look at a bull like Rostak with that uh, that great pedigree that he has, Zasparilla from uh, from the Lambda Paris cow, and then the great pedigree that goes behind that uh, that Seamers have worked with and and invested in over the years, it's uh, it's a great pedigree to see. He's he'll be a bull that has that same balance, that same production level that we get from Zasparilla and that pedigree behind, but he also combines balance, confirmation, and and uh, durable functionality of those of those type traits that I think will um, lead to those long lasting profitable cows. And when, when you go through any of the Zasparilla sons, I mean, he was used in that way. We utilized his production capability and combined it with, with, uh, with solid uh, phenotypic traits and confirmation traits to, to produce those balanced cows and, and see them excel up the, the genomic list as well. And hopefully down the road, we'll see the same result from the Zasparilla sons come through um, much the same as what we saw in Zasparilla this time. And we talked about it a little bit before, but, you know, we didn't have a new superstar. I mean, Zasparilla rose to the top. But when you think about our proven lineup, you know, people might say, well, there's no new bull. Who's the new bull? Um, but our heavy hitters all maintained or went up. And so looking at proofs and what happened in the months leading up to it, what did you see coming on in a bull like Alcove and Einstein? Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's the kind of thing that we always get asked, you know, as we go along, what do we know, what's happening, what's going to go along with these bulls? And, you know, we, we we see as many of these daughters as we can in the different different herds that we travel in, you know, myself and my colleagues, and we try and talk to each other, you know, pool together the the comments and that we're hearing from the breeders and evaluators from, you know, across the globe on what they're hearing. And when we look at bull, a bull like Einstein, you know, who came in at number 11, uh, on the proven GTPI list, he's a bull that added over 800 daughters into his U.S. production. So when you're adding that many, we're obviously going to hear comments, and we constantly heard comments about how well they were doing production-wise. They're producing well, they milk well, they're cows that that are going to last and stand the test of time. They have the right amount of durability to them. Um, he added 450 daughters to his U.S. type proof as well this time. So, you know, we heard comments about that as well. But they are functional, solid cows with with the, the right kind of mammary systems and the right kind of strength um, to last and be functional, well-developed cows um, in their herds. He's a bull that's 112 on his immunity. He's a positive DPR bull as well. So, you know, we're hearing those comments all along from breeders about Einstein and and how, how they're, they're, they're financially improving and being productive cows on more, and, on more than just the, the milk they put in the tank, but all those other contributors too. That make them profitable cows. On a bull like Alcove, you know, we've talked about Alcove for a long time. He was first proven in 2021, April 2021. Uh, he moves to the number six LPI spot at this point, uh, was formerly number one, and uh, he he stayed in that number one spot for a number of proof rounds. So for him to still be at six, I mean, we're we're extremely impressed with what he's been able to do and how he's been able to hold at those top rankings. A bull that added over 400 daughters into his 
uh, production and confirmation proof here in Canada this time. So that's uh, that's a big number um, in this Canadian population. He has over uh, 3,100 daughters classified here in Canada. So the reliability is strong. They're into their second, third calf now. He now has excellent cows scored in Canada, which means they're they're in their third lactation. So time moves fast, and and people are seeing these cows develop into mature uh, longevity cows that that are really standing the test of time. And I think it's because of the comments we hear that not only are they hardworking and they do produce large volumes of milk, but they also are are, are strong bodied, deep bodied. And they're very functional and productive in their their mammary system and feeding lives. They're just cows that go about their day every day and be productive. And that's what we've always heard about the alcoves in the beginning as two-year-olds. So now we're hearing about it through their second lactation and into their third, where we continue to hear positive comments on both of these bulls. So for all of us here and the comments we've heard over the last four months, eight months, year, it's no surprise to see these bulls maintaining or moving up on, on different numbers as well that uh, you know that what we're seeing in, in the results of the field is is translating into the numbers and um, that's what everybody needs to see that isn't able to see the daughters on a daily basis like some of us are fortunate to do um, they have to rely on those numbers so for the strength of that and to see them go up it's I think it's a, a great vote of confidence for everybody that's used these bulls in the past and wants to use their genetics in the future. So it's pretty cool for CMAX and you know anybody who's really interested in breeding and longevity and maintaining bloodlines is we've got sons out of these three bulls and i think if my numbers are right we've got you know over 20 einstein sons released at this point so you know if you had to pick out a couple to talk about which are the few that you think people need to take a closer look at after proofs yeah, I think today you're you're right on the money there, Brenda. It's 22 sons that we have uh, available today from Einstein. 17 of them are immunity plus. Uh, 14 of them are A2A2, which I think you know is is a growing level of importance in everybody in all of our markets. More and more people every day talk about um, both of those brands, and I think certainly for us, uh, the immunity plus brand is is extremely important. And for our clients, they get to take advantage of that for. And for Einstein to transmit as many uh, immunity plus sires as he has is, is exceptional. So the other part that I think is really interesting about our Einstein sons is the number of different maternal grandsires that are represented and, and the number is 13 maternal grandsires in those 22 Einstein sons. And I think that really gives everybody an advantage to, to use, you know, the wide range of Einstein sons that we have and maintain a, and limit that inbreeding if they want to. Um, but also utilize the strengths of all of those maternal grandsires and and see them go through the ups and downs like we talked about earlier as, as bloodlines move up and down. So I think there's uh, a great aspect to that. You asked me who are, are some of the bulls that that I think are of the Einstein sons that, that stand out or that I'm most interested in. And there, there's different ways, of course, that you can look at them, as you know. But I think the, the West Coast early bird bull really does stand out for me. Um, he's a bull that's very interesting because of his fertility first brand, Robot, robot Ready, another A2A2 sire, which I think, you know, like I said before, is extremely important. He's a bull that's just very balanced in, in all of his traits. He comes in at 3101 this time on his GTPI. His health traits are solid with a 5.3 productive life, uh, an acceptable somatic cell at 2.8, positive DPR. A nice balance of health traits, I think, that's going to fit for everybody. His components are strong um, at a 108 for fat, 55 for protein, and, and uh, 
a plus 0.28 and a plus 1.2 on fat and protein respectively. So I think a really nice balance that way through his health and production. But on top of that is his 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 confirmation breakdown, I think, is extremely strong, which comes through from some of the great things that we've seen in the maternal line of, uh, of early bird. And that's in that utter scores of 2.23 on his utter composite, a plus on his foot and leg composite and translates into a 1.75 on his PTAT. And we see his strength coming from his utter scores, um, his, uh, his positive rump angle score and a, a comfortable set to his rear leg side view that's just on the slight side of, of straight, but certainly not a big concern. So. I think for me, uh, when we look at the Einstein sons, early bird certainly uh, rises to the top of that list, but it's a good group. And I think there's a lot of different ways for, for breeders when they use their solutions programs and, and try and do their custom index. There's there's other Einsteins that would maybe jump out to them uh, based on their criteria as well. We've talked about um, some of the proven bulls and the next bull I think we need to visit about is Ranger Red. Um, he's having a global impact himself and as a sire of sons. Uh, I think we're going to ask you to look into your crystal ball now. His first daughters are going to be calving before the next proof round. Yeah, they're calving soon. And I was, you know, as I was looking into the the research on them or just looking up ages as we prepared for this, it's, I was anticipating to say that they were going to calve later this year, November, December, but I was at a farm yesterday and and he actually surprised me and said his first one's due in less than a month. So we're going to see them start calving here early fall, say September. Uh, the bigger influx of them will certainly come through November and December as they start to hit the 22 months age and and uh, more of them will start to calve. But yeah, we're not far away. I would think by the next time we do one of these proof round podcasts, we'll have some preliminary daughter inspection reports and um, and hopefully be able to highlight some of that. But I think we're all excited about the Rangers. You know, we've talked about uh, their health and functionality over the time. They're, they've always been solid, aggressive, healthy calves, and they've grown into great bred heifers now. Um, and I think people are really excited to see, you know, once they get the udders on them and how and what they're going to look like and um, and how they're going to transmit. So, but all, all reports are positive at this point. Um, we just have to keep playing the waiting game just a little bit longer and actually get them into the milking stream and see... Uh, see the proof in the pudding on those letters and and uh, live up to expectations of what we're hoping for. Just a point of clarification, do you think he'll have a proof in December or we're just going to have some preliminary information? No, it would be it would be too early for him um, at that stage, you know, for him to meet their cr- criteria of enough daughters over the 120 days in milk um, and even to get a low reliability proof. I think it'd be a stretch for him, but I would think in December it, he might have a handful of daughters classified at that point, but my prediction would not be a be a huge number by April of next year. That's I think when we'll see his first official official proof. Um, so we have a lot of Ranger Red, maybe not a lot, but we have some Ranger Red sons uh, now too. And I'd like to hear your opinions on who's at the top of that list. Who should people be looking at for his sons? Yeah, we do. You're right, Chris. We've got a big group of Ranger Red sons and. You know, when we used Ranger Red, we used him heavily as a mating sire, and we used him across a diverse population. So as a result, we ended up taking a lot of them. Some of them are the high-ranking red carriers. Some of them are high-ranking reds. You know, we've got a group of polled rangers. So it's a it's a wide range of, of Ranger Red sun. So as a result, we do have quite a few. Today, we have 30 on our actively marketed list on our website. 28 of them are immunity plus sires. Again, 15 of them are A2A2. 
know, the top group are averaging extremely high on, on overall LPI. We've got a good group that are, are double digit for confirmation. Um, they all seem to have a nice balance of production and components. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to look at them. Personally, for me, I really like the Progenesis Ambrose bull. Um, he's a bull that puts all of that together, both production and components, as well as uh, confirmation with his double digit uh, confirmation and solid milk. Uh, with a great pedigree behind him. Ambrose is out of a very good 89 Lambda cow that uh, the Progenesis had purchased and then uh, is now uh, living out at, uh, at West Coast Holsteins. Uh, we pictured her a couple of months ago and she's a, a fantastic cow. She's uh, just the kind of cow that I think anybody would like to milk. Behind that's an excellent 94 Extreme, excellent 93 McCutcheon, and then 10 more generations of very good or excellent. So for me, Ambrose stands out extremely well. And I think the sales of them is 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 backing me up on that because he's extremely popular um but i don't want to just highlight one i don't think i mean there are a few others that i think are, are certainly standouts um there's a bull by the name of progenesis late show that was just recently released he's out of a really nice high jump cow um that uh, that is not classified yet but is due to be scored later this month um and she should make a very good cow she's she's an exceptional cow and i really like to see high jump in a pedigree as well because We've been impressed with what he's uh, what he's done and the way he came out with a with a proof this round. Um, so I like him quite a bit. There's also Mystic Animation that's also from the same family as Ambrose that has that pedigree as well as uh, Progenesis Kalahari is uh, is another ranger from another Lambda cow that we invested in that um, that I think's got a great future as well. And I think all of those bulls are going to be very popular, and we're already seeing the sales trends on them doing very well. And I think our clients. Are, are are going towards them but they like said we've got 30 and i think there's something there that meets everybody's uh everybody's needs as well yeah so i think with over 30 suns and the global distribution network i mean if you want to use a ranger red sun there's a high probability that there's one that fits your needs in your market yeah for sure and we've got some other interesting ones that are going to come out in these next couple of months that are even higher than the ones we have now so you know he's he's far from done at this point on on what we have coming um it seemed to be that we just kept getting better and better ones coming along so um yeah he's he's an incredible bull and i think his influence will be felt for a long long time to come awesome so we've talked a lot about the paternal side of breeding and now i want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the maternal side and just you know we know your favorite cow of all time and if you know mike west it's inspiration may but um, today, 20 years later, if you can think about a cow or a cow family or a daughter group that you see that's really making an impact that you're impressed with, who is that? Yeah, always uh, an interesting thing to talk about. And certainly Inspiration May did not have a big impact on the breed. But <laughs> always, an always another May that. did, but maybe not Inspiration <laughs> Yeah one that you and I can laugh about. But yeah, I think there's and there's cow families all over the world and, and great cows. I think that everybody can be felt as impactful. Um, you know, I like to think about bulls that are doing a great job in the herds we go to and, and breeder satisfaction bulls that people will remember for a long time. Um, I like bulls with great udders, great feet and legs and cows with uh, that milk well and give good components. And I think today, you know, he's not a new bull. Um, by any stretch of the imagination, and he's been one we've talked about for many years. But when we look at the, a bull like Unix, um, he's a bull that I think today just does a, you know, just satisfies so many breeders. And you know, we can walk into so many barns and say, oh, what's that cow? What's that cow? 
and half the time it can end up being a Unix one with a, with their grade adders. So he, I mean, he needs to be used in the right way and protected the right way, of course. But with his age and his the length of time he's been around, I think everybody knows how to use him and use him on those strong cows and let him do the work on on memory system and breeding those long lasting cows. So for me, I, I really love the daughter groups of uh, of Unix and. I think we'll continue to see great ones from him for for many many years to come. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, you and I go back and forth on Unixes all the time. Photos we see on Facebook or Instagram yeah. or shared with us, you know, through direct message, and it's just it's a daily occurrence. It yeah, really is for sure. So, well, Mike, we appreciate your time. We know you're a busy guy. We're all busy, but uh, thank you, ladies, for for having me. It's it's great to be here and be able to have a chance to talk to to our customers around the world and uh, give them an, some insights to what we had in August proof rounds. Like I said, it's always an exciting time, but it's a great proof day when when we see the stability that we had. So um, we look forward to future proof rounds ahead. But I think we can all be pretty happy with with the results of this week. Awesome. Thanks again. Thank you very much. If you like this podcast, give us a four-star review. It really helps others find the show and learn more about CMEX, our people, our programs, and our services. We'll see you next week for our Jersey Proof News.